Hey guys, welcome to part two of the special edition Kicks and Picks Champions League group stage preview. I am Scott. I am here with Nick. We are here to break down the opening stage of Champions League action for you guys. We have all the odds. We have all of the pre information on the teams. We got the squads ready. We're here to make you money. Nick, are you ready to finish out our second part of the Champions League preview? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, we, you know, we went through the first half of the groups. I think some were fun, some were boring. We hopefully gave you guys a little bit of an edge on, you know, some bets that we're looking at, some things that we're definitely excited to watch as they unfold. I think, you know, on a game by game basis, um, especially groups C and D are going to be a ton of fun. And the back half of this competition is more of the same. So why don't you just get us rolling with Group E so we can let the listeners know what's going on? Yeah, we're going to roll right into Group E. I will give one teaser. You have to stay until the end of this episode if you want to hear what our podcast parlay is. Currently pays out at plus 2300. So if you Locking want to make now. money, it'll be at the end of this episode. Also, we should note, you guys know what happened at the end of the transfer window. We do not know this yet. We are recording this before the transfer window has closed. So if we are missing big names or big moves, that is why. And so we'll that's why you always keep a, an eye on the lines. The lines may have shifted from the time of this recording. Uh, the lines in the books that we use may be different than the lines in the books that you use. So, um, you know, we primarily look at DraftKings when those odds are available. That's available in Scott's state where he lives. Uh, I, I use Bovada more often than not, um, just because, you know, that's available where I am. Um, the lines fluctuate. So definitely, you know, what we're giving you should be close enough, but not necessarily the best value you're going to get. Always line shop when you can. The analysis stays the same. That's fact. Into group E. Let's do it. We have pot this one. This is Scott's favorite group. Let's just <laughs> AC let's Milan. call that out there. Yeah, we'll do it now. AC Milan, group one, or pot one, excuse me. Chelsea coming in at pot two. RB Salzburg from the Austrian League coming in from pot three and pot four, Dinamo Zagreb. They are a Champions League mainstay. We'll get them out of the way. They're a mainstay because they have won the Croatian League seven times of the last eight seasons. They're always here. They never stick around for much longer. Their odds to win the group are plus 5,000, plus 800 to advance. I don't think we're very much concerned about them making any sort of noise in this group. However, I will tell you right now about Croatian teams. They are tough away games. Yes. So any team from that area of the world is a near impossible away game. Typically, if you go out there and you can escape with a draw, that is, that's a win. I mean, oh, I was going to say, know, if you could escape without injury, that's a win. But yes. Also that, no flares <laughs> to the eye. Yeah. <laughs> don't get pelted by any coins. You're happy. So Dinamo's a grab. Don't think you're going to be making much noise in this outside of maybe knocking off AC Milan in, in some crazy upset maybe Chelsea, who's to say, we'll let you know when the, those games happen. But I think we really can be focusing on Milan, Chelsea, and maybe Salzburg to advance. Of those yeah, three, Nick, who, who do mean, you want to start with? Let's let's quickly talk about Salzburg. Um, okay. You guys, listen, Red Bull has done a phenomenal job over the past 20 years now of uh, putting these teams together, putting academies together. Um, great business of developing young players. Uh, Incredible. Learn their name. They, they move along. Um, so these guys mainstays at the Austrian league. 95% um, of this team right now is 23 and younger. So that is absolutely incredible. Um, you know, giving these guys good experience, nothing to lose. Uh, I don't want to say back up against the wall because that's not the right term, but you're playing with house money when you're yeah, nothing like to this, lose. You're, yeah, you're a young player. 
Um, so I know Fernando is the, the latest Brazilian in vogue right now. He has four goals to start off the year. Noah Okafor is a Swiss uh, right wing. He has three goals this season. He played with them in the Champions League last year, had three goals there. They are plus 900 to win the league, which, uh, excuse me, to win the group, which would be a huge upset. They are plus 250 to advance. I don't mind that number. Um, what do you make of Salzburg? I'm excited to watch them. Um, I think I'm, I am jealous of Chelsea fans because typically what a lot of these clubs do is when they're playing a, a team like RB Salzburg, or they have that young talent. They use those games to scout their players. Uh, that's what happened with Liverpool. That's how they got Minamino in. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Chelsea making a move for one of these guys in the not so distant future, especially considering their dearth of attacking talent. So Maybe maybe you see Noah Okafor uh, appearing in the Premier League in one or two years' time. You never know. But I'm excited to watch them play. I, I just love you know seeing some of this talent coming up. You typically see their names now, and then two or three years from now, you might see them playing for one of those bigger clubs in, in La Liga. And, and to a lesser degree, you'll see a little bit of that with Dynamo, right? There'll be one or two players probably in that midfield, number 10-type position, <laughs> um, who you'll say, oh, shit, that guy, that guy can ball. And all yeah. of a sudden, two, three years, you'd be like, oh, that's where I remember him from. Yeah. He was, then he was he's wearing number 77 in Serie A uh, next right. season for, <laughs> for Salernitana. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you're a fan of Serie A, definitely pay attention to the Greb games because that's probably where your next uh, Regista is coming from. No doubt. Um, let's segue into Chelsea right now. We kind of threw a little shade at them, but I think it's deserved. Um, they are the favorites to win this group at minus 300 minus yeah. 900 to advance. I think this is severely overstated because yes. their attacking talent does not exist right now. Yes. Um, they are struggling to score. I know Sterling just had two goals. Well, I mean, this is now two weekends ago, but they don't have a center forward or true striker that is performing at a champions league level at the current moment. That is a problem because if you want to win your group, you have to score goals and Chelsea's not doing that right now. They're relying on their defensive players. They're relying on Reese James and, and Koulibaly um, to score off of set pieces. That is not a long-term recipe for success. So I think right now these odds are super overhyped on Chelsea, unless of course they brought somebody in on the transfer window deadline, in which case I sound stupid. So no, it's if, possible, but, and that's, and that's why we'll, we'll wait before, right before the group to, to place any wagers here, but minus 300 that, doesn't make sense uh, when you look at some of the other numbers for group winners, the ones that we've actually already even taken you through. Dude, um, I mean, compare that to Atletico from last week, minus 110. Right. Crazy. So that doesn't make sense considering that Milan are no pushovers, right? This is the team that won the Italian League last year. Um, you know, they are the beneficiaries of um, really smart transfer policy over the past four or five years. They're starting to balance the books. Um, you know, uh, Pioli has now been their coach, I think, going on his fourth year. Um, and, and they were a super young team last year, right? Their midfielders, yeah. Liao, Tonali, uh, Benacer, um, the guy I don't really like him, Salamakers. I think he's garbage, but he's another dude that these guys are all 23 or younger. Yeah. Um, they struggled a bit up front last year because Ibrahimovic was hurt. Giroud is old and ineffective. Uh, that's another guy. Every time I count on him to score a goal or the team to score a goal, he lets me down, but they've remedied that a little bit this year, Scott. Who did they bring in that we might be familiar with? They brought in the Champions League god, Divock Origi. Name, outside of Kareem Benzema, a striker that has been more clutch in the Champions League than Divock Origi over the last five years. Yeah, you, you took the wind out you of my there a little bit. It was going to be Benzema, but... 
So it's, it's, you know, like you said, they were young last year. They also hadn't been in the champions league last year. Right. I know when I was, we were talking to Marcino, he was just saying how they were happy to just be back in the competition. I know how that goes. I remember when Liverpool were back for the first time in, in, in quite a while, I think they're here to stay uh, this season. Um, I like what they've done in, in the transfer market. Um, I am a believer right now in this Milan team at plus 350 to win the group, considering that Chelsea is, again, I think very much overhyped right now. They just picked up an injury to Conte. So who knows when he comes back, he might miss the first three, you know, yep. Champions League matches for them. Um, so their midfield has a hole in it. They're yep. also going to be relying on a lot of young guys too. Like you just said with, with, uh, Milan last season, they're going to be relying on some of the, those young guys like Connor Gallagher or uh, Loftus Cheek, uh, guys in that mold uh, to, to potentially get them through the, the group stages. Yeah, I, I was so we, we had a little running joke before uh, before we even recorded. We were in the group text, and I'm like, okay, just kind of looking at who's going to advance. I didn't look at the numbers. Now that I'm looking at what these odds are, so Milan plus three fifty to win the group, minus four fifty to advance. I think that plus 350 number is far, far, far too good to pass up uh, for a team that is at worst on par with Chelsea. Now, anything could happen, but these two numbers do not make sense while looking at them together. Yeah, it, it, again, it, unless the, the bookmakers know that Chelsea are bringing in some stud number nine, I don't know why Chelsea is as heavy of a favorite. I mean, I, from what we know now, the, the, the move of Obama Yang has fallen through. He's not moving from Barcelona. Um, Anthony Gordon, even though he's not great, for especially not 60 million pounds. Great. He's not coming from Everton. So I don't really know what the bookmakers are doing besides looking at Chelsea as a perennial champions league success story. Cause we know they're what, two, three years removed from their most recent two years. Yep. Right. And, so, and I just think this team's not gelling under Tuchel. I don't, I don't think the players like him. I don't think they've bought into his system. I don't think I, it's unfair for me to say, I don't think he has yeah. a system. I but, think he's just kind of, he's almost like us with the podcast. He's making it up as he goes along, but well, they've uh, definitely been struggling because Reese James, who is a, you know, if you talk in England, he's the best right wing back in the world, okay. but they've been playing him as a right center back. So it's been keeping him out of the attack. And so that yeah. is why they're attack. One of the reasons why their attack is struggling, but again, you should not be relying on your right wing back to drive your entire offense. So right. I think that just exposes their flaws even more. I'm guessing they'll have a new center half in, yeah. in time. Uh, I think actually they do Wesley Fofana that, that, that deal is on its Ooh. way through. He's not going to be great, but he's going to at least allow Reese James to move into that right wing back position. But yeah. you still, you know, if Reese James is curling and crosses, they got to have somebody there. They don't have Lukaku. They don't have Werner. Right. Kai Havertz has been absolute garbage since Trash. March 1st of this year. Yep. I think they're going to struggle. So I think I am clearly going with my pick of this group is Milan to win at plus 350. That's absurd to me. I'm yep. taking it today, I, nope, tomorrow, I agree. every day. I agree. And, and this is, it's one of those scenarios where if it doesn't hit, you live with it because yeah. the number is too good to pass up. Yeah, what, well, I, I mean, what else are you going to take? Are you take Salzburg to advance at plus 250? No. That would be the next one, quite honestly. If there's a scenario in these groups where a favorite has a huge fall from grace, this is it, and maybe they sneak in second place. I don't. It's not likely, but that's not a terrible number if you're looking to take a stab. Yeah, I think there's just one pick here. It's Milan to win the group. No, I agree. It's Absolutely. Clear. Stamp that. Kicks and picks approved. Milan plus 350. Remember who gave it out to you. All right. I think with that, we move on. Move on to Group F. We got a, a pretty decent group here. Um, Real Madrid, last year's champions, perennial champions, always in the mix, no matter who they have on their squad. Uh, the other Red Bull team, Leipzig, um, usually a step above Salzburg. We'll kind of talk through their squad in a bit. Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, yes, they're in the Champions League. You probably know them more so from Europa League. I'll get into that why. 
uh, a little bit. And then our other friends from the Scottish Premier League, Celtic, uh, they round out coming in from pot four. Let's start with Celtic real quick. Um, they Thanks are for pot coming four. out. Congrats qualifying. Yeah. I don't we know they're going to make you. much noise here. Um, they are at least last season's champions in the Scottish Premier League, so maybe a little bit more of a chance than Rangers, but uh, not really going to do much, I don't think, in, in the in this group. Um, they do have this Japanese phenom, uh, Kyogo Furuhashi. Um, he's right now leading their team in, in goals, so keep an eye on that name, uh, especially as we get to potentially props anytime goal scorers. If you see maybe against Leipzig or, or Shakhtar, uh, looking at him at plus, you know, 150 or higher, that might be the guy you take. But um, aside from that, I don't see them really doing much here. And in, in terms of advancing, um, I will get their odds to win the group. They're plus 5,000 to advance. It's plus 310. So just to con- contextualize things, Celtic is more likely to advance in this group than AC Mon is likely to win in group E, just so everyone's con- on and the that same page. Where the bookmakers got it wrong and yeah. picks and picks got it right. So, okay. I'm done with group. E now we'll continue with group F. <laughs> um, Nick, uh, where do you want? So I think we're both on the same page here. Real Madrid at minus 600 to win minus 2000 yeah. to advance. That's probably going to happen. We'll take them Perhaps off. the clearest of favorites of any of the, the group winners here and deserve, um, right? I mean, they're right. the, the win, you know, winners. They don't yes. exactly have a tough draw here. Nobody came in in pot two or pot three. That's really going to challenge them. I, I mean, do you see them getting all six wins like Liverpool so- did? Last season. I, I, here's the thing we'll say they definitely stumbled last year uh in the group stage right they i don't I remember if they finished first or second but i know yeah, they, yeah right away to sheriff and you lost yeah. um and maybe drew even that second game so like could Shakhtar kind of be that same little bit of a threat um you know maybe um is it tough for these guys to get up for it is benzema going to repeat the year that he had last year i mean i i think he is but um you know i'm just trying to theorize what could potentially go wrong for this team not to win the group, but uh, I don't know. I just don't see it. I'm talking, but I'm not even making myself a believer. Yeah. So I think the team that we'll talk about next is probably the team that's most likely to advance with Real. That's Red Bull Leipzig, RB Leipzig. Um, Again, another team that is in the Champions League with a slow start in the league. They're sitting in ninth place, just again, one win in four matches. This is in the Austrian league. Um, So I'm not super concerned about this right now. Um, they do have probably one of the bigger names in terms of strike uh, attacking talent in, in Christopher Germany. and Kunku. Germany, excuse me. Sorry. Yep. Salzburg is Austria. Red Bulls. Yep. Yep. Confusing yep. the Red Bulls. Correct. <laughs> so Christopher and Kunku, I think he's going to be the guy to watch. He's probably the next big name uh, that'll come out in, in the next two transfer windows that's potentially moving on. And that's a dude that seems to score every damn game. Um, he does. In the, uh, t- in the odds consistently, right? He's not always like a minus 120 or, or your plus 120 guy. I've seen him like plus 190, plus 220. Um, in the Champions League, the numbers might even be a little bit better. So definitely a good call out. Keep an eye on this guy and whatever his odds are as any time goal scorer. And then uh, the guy that pulls the strings playing in more of an attacking midfield role, I think it's a guy that people are starting to becoming more and more familiar with. This yep. is going to probably be in the World Cup for Spain this year. It's Danny Olmo. So uh, between him and, and Nkunku, I think there's going to be a lot of goal opportunities here. Um, they did sell off some of their uh, – defensive talent in the last you know year or so with uh, Kanate obviously going to Liverpool and Upamecano going to uh, Bayern. So maybe their defense is potentially a little bit of exposed here, but um, they should definitely have uh, enough attacking firepower to, to get a few points, especially against some of the, the lesser teams like Celtic well, and Shakhtar. Speaking of attacking power, one man's trash is another man's trash. Yes, he is. He's and back. That's Timo Werner. He's back. 
he did really well for Leipzig. I mean, obviously that's why uh, both Liverpool and, and Chelsea were after him in the first place a couple of seasons ago. Didn't do so well at Chelsea, but then again, nobody seems to do well in the check Chelsea number nine role. So yeah, uh, pre- pressure's off. Um, he could, he could definitely be a difference maker. And I think, you know, you, the two guys that you just mentioned surrounding him, um, it, it could be a, it could be the Werner of old. So I'm not, at, you know, I know it was a little bit of a dig, but I think, He's, he's potentially a difference maker in helping this team get out of the group. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what formation that they play in. I think they've been historically playing in that like 3-1-4-2. So they'll play with two strikers up top. And if that's the case, Werner and Nkunku is going to be lethal. Um, I think that's going to be a really tough uh, duo to keep off the score sheet for any defense, you know, yep. much less somebody like Celtic or, or potentially Shakhtar. Although that's a good segue for Shakhtar because... Although we don't think highly of them, they don't score a lot of goals, right? They have, I think, one goal so far in their first two matches in the Ukrainian league. They typically do have a decent defense. And and that's why you typically see them in Europa, because they'll qualify for Champions League. And then, although they get knocked out in group stages, they manage to be, it was one of the top four third place teams typically advances into Europa. And then next thing you know, you're, you know, think you have it easy in Europa League and you run up against a Shakhtar Donetsk in a knockout round where... Traveling, again, another squad like Ukrainian teams and, and, and Croatian yeah. teams, another away match you don't really yeah. want to have to and, play. And we, we don't know where they're – I don't know yet. Maybe they've announced it. Maybe they haven't. Where they'll be playing their games, it probably will not be in Ukraine. So that – I would imagine not. Yeah, that, that probably <laughs> takes a little bit of that edge away. Um, this is one of those teams where it's like every – you know, you'd, you'd hear 14 Ukrainian names and then like five Brazilian names, right? They yeah. were like the, one of the first Eastern European teams to – to bring in all those Brazilians. I don't know if that's still the case, but uh, it is in it any is. case, this is a team where I probably, you know, if you outside of maybe um, no, there's nobody. Sorry. If you, if you paid me to come up with the name of a player on this team, I couldn't do it at this moment. Yeah. I mean, so you mentioned the Brazilian angle, they had two goals in champions league knockout stages last year. Both of those came from Fernando who was on loan from uh, Red Bull Leipzig or excuse me, Salzburg. I'm getting them conflated again. <laughs> um, so not a lot of hope, I don't think, from the Shakhtar side. But, uh, you know, again, maybe look out for them in Europa. If Coach Steve wants to do a Europa pod, we'll, we'll give him a little heads up that uh, Shakhtar Definitely. might be coming their well. way. All right, Nick. So I think it's, it's time now to, to make our pick. Yeah, this one's tough. There's, there's not a Here's lot the reality, here. man. There's, there's no bets to be made in this group from what I'm yeah. looking at. I think what we think is going to happen is going to happen, right? Real probably wins the group Leipzig probably advances out of the group. Um, if you absolutely felt the need to take a stab Shakhtar plus 900, I think they're, I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about them versus Celtic. I just think maybe I like, I'm looking at the number and I like it more because I don't think either one happens. So might as well go with the long shot. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. I, I think if we're doing something, I'm putting money on Leipzig to win the group, <laughs> right? We talked about, you know, Madrid stumbling a little bit in group stages last year. Maybe that's because their priorities aren't quite straight. Maybe Benzema, I think he's, he's been coming in a sub performance as La Liga. So I don't know yeah. if he's a little bit dinged up or whatever it is, but maybe you hope for a Madrid stumble and then you get cash in on a plus 500 Leipzig win the group because yeah. they just managed to get by Madrid okay. at some point. Uh, I can buy that, I guess. I mean, I think the angles in, in this, Group F here are the game by game basis. I think there's going to be some some good numbers and some good bets to be had. Um, but I'll, I'll ride with you. I mean, Leipzig plus five hundred. There's worse bets on the board. Yep, I totally agree. All right, we're rolling along halfway through uh, our final 
preview uh, of the Champions League group stages. Um, we'll now switch gears into Group G. So Group G features out of pot one, Manchester City. These are going to be the odds on favorites. They're sitting at minus 500 to win the group, minus 2,500 to advance. So uh, probably not touching that, but uh, complementing them from pot two, we have Sevilla. Pot three, uh, I think a, a darling typically uh, in the group stages is Dortmund. Uh, and then coming in from pot four, uh, thanks for showing up, uh, FC Copenhagen. Oh. Um, let's get Copenhagen out of the way. Again, they're sitting at plus 4,000 to win the group, plus 750 to advance. These are probably some of the longest odds you'll see out of Victoria Plitsen. Um, They're sitting right now seventh in the Danish league after seven matches. So they've had a, quite a few matches to play already. Uh, I don't see much happening from them, but I will say they did bring in a big name in the transfer window, Nick. They brought in Ooh. your boy, Dennis Vavro from Lazio, center half for 5 million euros. Can you give us a quick scouting report on Dennis? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, really, really great left bench player. Um, okay. the, fact that, the fact that he even warranted 5 million euros, that's a good piece of business by Lazio. Not going to make any difference to go, but no. hey, good for you. You can start. Hey. God bless. Copenhagen cashing in on their our Champions League group stage revenue already. I guess so. Um, All right. Yeah, but thanks for coming out, guys. Let's uh, we'll we'll talk about Man City next because I think we're going to want to compare Sevilla and Dortmund since those are probably the two yep. closest. City, I think you and I are both on the same page. You're going to run away with this group. Um, I think they are a unstoppable force right now. Now they have Erling Holland. So as long as Holland is healthy, um, they have that guy that can score goals for them, which was kind of their issue last yeah. season. Uh, creating a lot of chances, but not scoring goals. So I think they have their guy now that, that can do that for them. Maybe if we're going to try and play devil's advocate, we've talked about their Achilles heel being their defense right now. Hasn't been super sharp, but I don't see any reason for me to not assume they're going to win this league in a, in a runaway or win this, no, group, excuse me. No, in a and, and because of the two things you just mentioned, right? Halland has shown that there's no, um, you know, he's, he's, going to meet the expectations that have been set for him, right? He's off to a hot start in the Premier yes, he League. Um, he's certainly played and scored in this competition in the past, so that's good. You talked about their defense being a little bit of a, a suspect area. We've certainly seen that through the start of this year, but they've scored goals to compensate for it. And quite honestly, is Copenhagen scoring on them? Is Sevilla even scoring on them? Where, where are the goals coming from from these teams? Dortmund has gotten off to a poor start. We'll get into them in a second. What, you know, where are the goals coming from against city? So to me, yeah. city scores two goals. They've won. That's it. They got it's their three points. Pretty much. Yeah. I think this is probably if they're, I don't know, check your books. If there's a prop for wins, all champions league group stage matches. So that'd be six city would be the one to pick. Uh, usually that should give you some, some decent odds and you'd think at least plus 400 plus 500. But yeah. uh, if you can find that prop in your book, I would take that for Manchester city. Outside of that, we do have two teams from pot two and pot three in Sevilla and Borussia Dortmund who are going to be competing for that second slot that advances out of group G. Sevilla, plus 1,000 to win their group, but sitting at plus 170 to advance. Uh, Dortmund at plus 550 to win the group, minus 200 to advance. So even though Dortmund coming in pot three, they are a little bit heavily favored in terms of advancing over yeah. Sevilla. What do you got in Dortmund, Nick? Um, rough start to the year, man. Um, Holland's gone, right? We talked about him. Um, Haller is in, but he is unfortunately undergoing treatment for cancer. So we don't know, uh, if he will even feature what's, what's going to happen in this group stage. Uh, their goals are coming from kind of all over the place. And that's not what you want when you get to the champions league, right? You want that one guy 
you mentioned Holland. We mentioned Benzema last year. We mentioned Origi. You want somebody who you know you can depend on when things are not going right and you need a goal. You need to get back in the game. You need whatever. Um, and they don't seem to have that right now. Um, so, you know, they, they have a new manager. Um, you know, they do have some good young talent that they always seem to have. They're another one of those teams that gives opportunities to young players. Um, this year, you know, Jude Bellingham is, is the guy, right? Future Liverpool player, if you talk to Scott. Let's hope. Let's um, hope. So, uh, you know, talent is there. Can they put it together in time to win or make it out of this group? They have to prove it to me first. Yeah, this is. I think this is another club that falls into that lots of turnover at the wrong time. Um, so, obviously, they uh, lose Holland, who was a, a key part of their team and, and scoring a lot of goals for them. Um their manager is new, as you mentioned, that doesn't have a lot of experience in Champions League. I think that's probably why they're they're struggling a little bit out of the gate. I think the good news is they do have seven goals from seven different players. So similar to that Bayern, maybe not as quite potent, but similar attack where you can't just key in on one guy. Um, it's going to come from all places. Uh, and that midfield is a pretty strong core, right? Mahmoud Dahoud and sorry, Mahmoud Dahoud and Marco Royce um, pairing up or I guess not pairing, but uh, grouping up with Jude Bellingham. That's a pretty solid midfield three. So you have a core there that you can work off of. Whether or not that's enough to get by Manchester City, probably not going to happen, but you should be able to you know, get all six points from, from, from Copenhagen. And then it's just going to be that head-to-head matchup with Sevilla. Sevilla, I think, kind of the exact opposite of you know Dortmund and, and even more so of, of a Salzburg where – they have most of their roster is over 30 years of age. So they've got some familiar names, right? We all know these names, Ivan Rakicic, uh, Jesus Navas, Eric Lemela, uh, Isco, Papo Gomez, and Fernando of Manchester City fame, like five years ago, I think he's like 36 now, um, also in the squad playing a, a, a pretty key part. So they've got a lot of veteran leadership there. Um, whether or not that's enough talent to overtake Dortmund, that's going to be... I guess where the battle comes, right? It's going to be experience versus, you know, pure talent. So um, just a want- boring team to watch, right? They're, yeah. they're almost built for this competition, not from an aesthetic standpoint, from a kind of in that Atletico Madrid mold of they're going to try to lull you to sleep. They're not going to beat you with pace. They're not going to beat you with um, technical ability the same way that they would have maybe three, four or five years ago. But they've got guys that have been around and are going to just try to lull you to sleep, either hit you on the counter, hit you on a set piece, grind out that one, nothing victory. Yep. And if we want to talk about teams with slow starts, as far as teams in the first three pots, I don't think anyone's had a worse start to their season than Sevilla. Um, They're currently in 15th place in La Liga sitting with just one point. So no wins yet this year. Um, They did lose Jules Koundé to Barca, as we talked about earlier. They also lost, uh, Diego Carlos to Aston Villa. So their two key center halves are now gone. Uh, they bring in two new guys, Tengai Nianzu from Bayern and Marisau from Galatasaray, but they're going to need some time to get, you know, gelled together. Uh, I don't expect a lot out of the Sevilla team to start with, but like you said, if they can score on set pieces, if the veteran leadership can kind of keep the team together and in, in, in shape during the game, maybe they can eke out a result or two against Dortmund. Um, but again, if you want to go over through the odds one more time, Dortmund sitting at plus 550 to win, minus 200 to advance, Sevilla at plus 1,000 to win the group, plus 170 to advance. This largely just comes down to who gets four points or more from their matchups each against other. each other. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, you know, here's the thing. Is there a, you know, $400 disparity between these teams? Um, no. You know, I, I, I gun to my head. I think Dortmund advances. Um, but do you want to lay the 200? I think they have a bigger ceiling. Right. But am I going to lay 200 to say that that happens? I'm personally not. Um, you know, plus 170. I don't know if that's a good enough number to take with Sevilla getting out of this group, but there's worse. Yeah, it's, it's also the only pick. I, I agree with you. I don't know that I would lay 200 on Dortmund um, just because, you know, they, they have a lot of turnover right now that they're trying to get through. Yeah. So, um, you know, they do have seven goals from seven players. I think that's the biggest positive outside of maybe their midfield. But, uh, you know, maybe and there's here, something left in those legs. Like we, yeah. we made fun of Riel last year for having here's old legs the and they made it all the way. Which of these two teams figures it out first? That's who, that's who advances out of the group, right? Domestically yeah. and in this competition. Yep. Um, so if you, if you catch a nice run of form, Sevilla has got a good shot as anybody to, to hit second place. Yep. Agreed. All right. So I think, I think we're aligned on that one. Um, let's yep. close it out, close it out with another W we got group H, um, group H featuring some stalwarts of the champions league competition, uh, PSG current favorites at minus 300 to win the group minus 2000 to advance Juventus. Plus 275 to win the group, minus 850 to advance. Benfica, and then somebody named Maccabi Hafai from, I believe, Israel. Israel, yes. Sir. Is sitting at plus 15,000 to win, plus 2,500 to advance. I'm just going to say it now. Thanks for coming out, Maccabi. I don't see you getting a point. Yeah, so, I, the odds, the odds accurately, accurately reflect who they are. Listen, again, qualified for the Champions League, tremendous accomplishment. Hey, get Last that money. Team in. Um, you know, could they give a team fits at their home ground? Yeah, potentially. Could yeah. they, you know, do they exit this competition with three points? I think they could. I, I don't think Ooh. they get zero. You think they beat Benfica at home? I, I don't know that they beat them, but I could think see they a beat PSG. I think oh, they, okay. Listen, okay. I think okay. they could beat out a couple draws at home. I three mean, draws at home. Possible. All right. I'm setting the over under for points for this team. It's two and a half. Are you taking the over or the under? Oh, under. I don't think they get a point. I generally don't believe that. I'm okay. sorry. I don't, I don't see okay. them getting a point. I'll tell you what, if they, if I'll give it to you at one and a half, do you want the over at one and a half points? Oh, definitely over. Okay. All day. We'll do a, a generally a, a gentleman's side bet there. All right. We'll figure yeah. out the stakes later. Uh, but let's let's shift into the three teams that maybe have a chance here. So we talked about PSG. They are the odds-on favorite. Let's get them out of the way again because I think I think they absolutely win the group. Um, they certainly are going to advance. Uh, obviously, Mbappe was a big story this summer. He stays. Um, he's going to continue to lead that line, flanked by Messi and Neymar on either side of him. So and they've both looked really good so far this yeah. year. No complete opposite of last year. Yeah. No shortage of attacking options there. I think they will breeze through this. Um, I think maybe the only team that gives them fits a little bit is potentially Juve, but Juve have done a little addition by subtraction and moved on from Delict. So maybe they, they do have a little bit of a, a sturdier defense uh, against PSG. Um, I don't know. Do you see any pitfalls in PSG's game that could potentially cause them to not win this group, Nick? Yeah. I mean, I think just, they're, they, if they're in their own heads, right, they've collapsed in the Champions League time and time again. And it's, it's you know, it's one of those things that are initially everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, PSG, they suck in the Champions League. Well, last year we saw them absolutely tremendously fall apart against Real Madrid, um, yes, as did. called by the hosts of this podcast, by the sure way. Did. Um, but, I mean, there's that, that's a tough thing to come back from. You, you can have a, a new coach, you can bring in new players, but the DNA of this team is 
until you get over that hump, this is what happens. So, um, you know, do I see any circumstance where they don't make it out of the group? No, but you never know. Um, you know, they just, after scoring what, like seven, eight goals, like two or three games in a row, they just came out and laid a stinker to Monaco. That could happen against Benfica. That could happen against Juve. It's not super likely, but yeah. So the counterpoint to this is that I I don't even think PSG really care about league one. Like they could win it or not. They are going all in on champions league this year. That is going to be their one and only focus. Yep. Everything they do in terms of training, in terms of resting players is going to be focused around getting as and much out of the champions. It's probably Messi's last hurrah, right? I, I don't see him sticking around after this year. Yeah, he's going to MLS soon, something like right. that. He has like an ownership stake in one of these clubs, maybe. Inter Miami, if I Inter Miami. There you go. All right. So, yeah, yeah. I think this is it's it's really championship or bust for yeah. for and, uh, PSG. And let's agree, neither of those numbers good enough to bet on. So, nope. it's going to come down to these next two teams. Yep, and, and so we have two. Quality teams. I think uh, Juventus obviously a little bit more favored uh, than Benfica. Juventus sitting at plus 275 to win the group, which I don't think we're touching. And then minus 850 to advance. So clear favorite. Um, whereas Benfica at plus 1100 to win the group, plus 325 to advance. Decent juice there. I think there's a little bit of disrespect coming on Benfica, but I don't know, Nick, are you really bought into what Juve are doing in Serie A right now? Do you think that they're going to walk this group in terms of, I guess not walking it, but, you know, easily advance as, as these odds seem to indicate? Um, am I bought in? No, I'm not. I think uh, anybody that follows the team, anybody that listens to us, Max Allegri has just done a horrendous job of coaching since he came back to this team two years ago. Um, you know, they're, they're I guess I'll call it succeeding because they're in the champions league again, Uh, they're succeeding in spite of themselves. You know, they've spent a lot of money on certain players. You mentioned addition by subtraction. So they got rid of the the lick. Uh, Arthur's on his way out. Marata has, has left, Um, you know, so definitely clearing out some dead weight and and looking to, you know, bring in younger, hungrier players, um, a little more of that balancing the wage bill. Will it pay dividends long-term? I think it will. Um, but in terms of what is the identity of this team, I still don't think they have one. So relatively lukewarm, I would say, is your, your analysis. Yeah, on I Juventus. think coaching is holding them back. I think yep. um, you guys have all heard me, the 4-3-3. Yeah. I, I personally do not like that formation. I think it is far too simple to defend against unless you have, you know, midfielders who are absolutely phenomenal at shooting the ball. Um and, you know, if, if you can get a moment of brilliance, um, you know, from your forwards, could you make something happen? Absolutely. But I think um, in, in a competition like this where, you know, you have weeks to prepare for teams like this, um, you know, they're, they're not going to come out and score three, four, five goals in any of these games. Uh, you know, I just don't see it. Yeah, I think I'll be, uh, you know, a little bit higher on, on Benfica right now. So Benfica off to a decent start, and they're in second place in, in the Portuguese league. They've got three wins, three matches, so not really much you can improve upon there. I think the big concern for them was obviously they, they've lost Darwin Nunez to Liverpool, who was there. We talked about it in our, our preview of them in the knockout rounds. He was their main man. He was their guy scoring goals, and yep. they were reliant on him heavily. Well, they're actually doing pretty well without him. Um, they got Rafa and Yao Mario scoring two goals each. Um, they brought in David Neres, who I think scored in their uh, their Champions League qualification match. 
Um, they scored in that those qualification matches against Dynamo Kiev. They scored five and conceded none, so did everything they could there. Uh, and then they have Gonzalo Ramos, who takes over a striker who hasn't quite gotten off to a hot start, but I think he has the ability. So, and, and that's know, that's an interesting point you brought up because um, I think Dynamo Kiev is they're, they're one of those teams that they could be in one of these other groups, right? Like they're yeah. they're the Dynamo Zagreb, they're the Copenhagen, they're the, the you know the Celtic. Right? They're on yeah. par with those teams, or maybe yeah. even better. Yeah. Um, and obviously, look, a tough situation. What's going on in Ukraine? How how much of an impact did that? play I, I don't know but to go and beat that team five nothing on aggregate they're certainly not going to be scared of anybody they can certainly go and um <laughs> to your point now i'm talking myself out of my own bet uh but they can go and beat Maccabi five nothing over two games i think that's realistic um you know certainly could give you a fits they're not going to be easy out at home for anybody i i i think you're making great points yes and if we're talking now let's let's get into the closing piece of this right if we're picking one bet here well that's what i was i was going to tee that up to you do you yeah. like benfica to advance at plus 325 more than you like uva to win the group at plus 275 i do uh, i like benfica to advance because i'll put this scenario out there for you nick let's say it comes down to again like some of these often do the head-to-head matchups between benfica and juventus maybe juventus does get a point or something off of psg where benfica does not or maybe uva comes in and gets a win off of psg but let's assume it comes down to this head-to-head do you see a scenario where maybe Benfica takes the game to Juve? Juve tries to sit back and yes. you know, play their 1-0-2-0. So that's that's and they exactly just get... the scenario. And we saw it last year in the Champions League. We've actually seen it for many years in the Champions League. Juve tend to get off to early leads and try to hold out, and it has not worked for them. Yes. So that plays directly into Benfica's hand. I think you, you're spot fucking on. So that's that's kind of scenario that I'm envisioning at plus 325, right? You, you, they take care of business against against Maccabi. I don't know if either Benfica or Juve get up anything off of PSG. Maybe they get a point, but I think it'll come down to those head-to-head matchups again. And I could see Benfica getting at least one win at home, if not, you know, a, a win and a draw uh, overall. So I think that's where I would put my money on this group at plus 325. It's not terrible for for no, hoping for it's that. It's a good number. It's a good number. Um, I, I don't. I honestly don't mind either of those numbers. I don't think Juve wins the group, but I think plus two seventy five um, is fair, right? Um, I, I, I think it's it's high enough where you might want to take a stab, but it's realistic enough. I, I could really honestly go either way with these two. I think they're equally likely, um, and you know they're both sitting at about plus three hundred. So, all right. Well, that'll does it for our uh champions league preview we why, do why have don't we one. give them what they've all waited for you are all made it to the end of our second part champions league preview so we will give you as promised the official kicks and picks pod parlay of group winners we have six group winners for you and it pays out at plus 2300 on DraftKings, plus 2305 to be specific so an extra five five bucks there for you if you want it the parlay is as follows. We have Man City to win their group, which I think we discussed almost yes. definitely going to happen. Real Madrid minus 600 to win their group again. Yes. Almost certainly going to happen. Tottenham to win their group at minus 200. They have a soft group. We like what Conte is doing. They have the off- offensive firepower. We know there's going to be lots of goals in that group, but I like to see them coming through in the end at, at minus 200. Liverpool to win their group at minus 300. I think the only trip up there is, again, they have um, Napoli as kind of their bogey club, but figure Klopp gets their team together and they get their business handled. They win their group. 
Atletico Madrid at minus 110 to win their group. I think that was our easy pick when we did that uh, yep. last week. Um, we love seeing them come through. They have the experience and the grit. So them to top their group at minus 110. And then this is the, what it all hinges on. AC Milan at plus 350 to win their group. We are obviously super excited on that. We think Chelsea are getting a little bit overhyped there. That's the sixth team. If you all six of those teams finish on top of their groups, it pays out at plus 2305. There it is. There it is. You've, that is how you make money here this year, Champions League group stage. And we are, I love we, it. We are staked on it ourselves. We believe in it. It gives us a little something extra to root for in these group stages when, uh, unfortunately, Nick and Coach don't have teams in it this year. But while they get to watch it, they'll have uh, a little bit of an extra edge to, to root for during these uh, next what, two months or so. I think it, it finishes up around November. So um, that's it. That is our, our preview. Thank you for listening and following along. We hope we make you some money along the way. Again, make sure you check back. We'll have our regularly scheduled episode this Thursday. We'll be doing some more of these Champions League previews as we get into the group stages where we break down some of the premier matchups going on in the group stages. Give us a follow on Twitter at KicksPicksPod. I'm at Scotty underscore KP. That's underscore Nick or at Nick Diani. Nick, any any closing words for the, for the listeners? That's it, guys. We appreciate you listening. If you feel like you've uh, you found a bet that you like, uh, whether we like it or not, if you feel like you learned something, if we gave you a little bit of an edge, uh, hopefully you've been following along from last year's Champions League where we absolutely fucking cleaned up. If you love the parlay, let us know. If you have a parlay of your own, let us know who, who your best bets are for this Champions League, for these future bets, for these group stages. We're excited to have you. Thank you again. We'll catch you next time.